Welcome to The Old Show with Jody Harrison Bauer and her daughter Lexi. Over the next hour, you will learn how to embrace the age you are now and have the knowledge to walk fearlessly into the next chapter of your life. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Old Podcast. I am so excited to have you join me and my wonderful guest today. She's actually become a friend of mine, and we are going to get into all of the challenges, the fears, the beauty, and the joy of getting older because it's a fact. We're getting older every day, and for me, I would like to embrace every age that I that I encounter because we can't go back in time. So let's embrace the age that we are now. And I think that if we can do that with lots of grace and beauty, um, then we could face all these fears and challenges. So with that said, I would like to welcome to the show, my friend, Kim Hodges. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Hello, Jody. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad we were able to coordinate this. Um, Kim is also known as a content Kim and mother knows best. That is how you can find her on all social platforms. And about two years ago, a lot of things changed in your life, Kim. You were just living your life in Oklahoma and suddenly you moved to New York. What happened? So my daughter was recording me at home during the pandemic and then uh, applied for a job at Barstool Sports and she got it. So she brought me with her. And then that was two years ago. So um, it's kind of ebb and flowed since then. I was doing things with her at the beginning and not so much like at the end uh, towards this last few like year. First year we did stuff together. But then uh, now I have The Mother Knows Best, which is a man on the street. uh, Let me say that again. Okay. Mother Knows Best is a man on the street where we go out and we interview people in the parks and stuff. And it's a lot of fun. And we usually ask them questions about mom or their family or things like that. And it's pretty funny. And then my personal one, which is Content Kim, and it's content with a K. I do my relationship with my husband and family and then fashion and cocktails. I and I love all your content. And I have seen, you know, we connected very early on in your career when you came to New York because my daughter told me about the podcast. She's like, you've got to listen to this. It's a mother and daughter. Um, you're gonna be so jealous that they're doing a podcast together because I've been trying to get one of my daughters to do Aww. one of them with me. So normally my daughter Lexi is on here with us, um, with me, and we give a 30-year-old perspective and a 62-year-old perspective. Um, but I'm just she's away and I'm just so happy to have Kim here. But so when your daughter said, hey, mom, um, we're moving to New York and we're doing a podcast uh, because they love my content on TikTok and my social media platforms. Were you like, I'm ready to get out of here? I'm cool with it. Let's go. Yeah, I was. I mean, I love New York City, so I was really excited. So that then that but that it was a huge learning curve for both of us. And so it was it was kind of hard on mom daughter. It's a, a lot. So her learning everything and me learning everything. And then obviously she's a lot quicker at learning a lot of those things that go with social media things. So we kind of got into a little bit of this for a while Mm -hmm. um, and then came out of it. But it was a long, it was a hard, that was a very hard beginning, like a lot of stress on both of us and our relationship. Um, So I think you doing your podcast with your daughter after you've already done yours, like, you know, what goes on and she's kind of in that, isn't she in that field anyway? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's she she's in PR. So yeah. it was, she's not as forthcoming about talking about 
I mean, actually, she's coming out of her shell a little bit more. Not that she's shy, but, you know, I'll talk about almost anything. Whereas at 30, she's a little bit still reserved because they don't share as much because we've lived much longer than they have. And we're like, not who gives a shit, but like we're more open about it. And so, uh, yeah, it definitely helped that I've been podcasting for three years and that I'm bringing her along as like a co-host and she could sort of, you know, get a feel for it because I... I can totally relate and understand what you and your daughter must have been going through. New place, new job, mm-hmm. lots of, um, you know, you're both, I feel like, you know, you shoot for the stars and you want to do a really good job. You wouldn't have, she wouldn't have done this. You wouldn't have come with her if you didn't want to do an A plus job. So I'm sure there was a lot of pressure on you individually and as a team. So I can't even imagine the stress. Yeah, it was it was hard. It was fun, but it was hard. I mean, it was just a lot to learn. So right. I'm still learning a lot about how to do all of that. But, but at least I know now where and how to go to find these things and figure it out. So it's I love the story because you were how old are you now? 59. I'll be 60 next month. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> um, you'll be part of the club. Yeah. So when you so when you came here, you were 57. I remember 57. It was a while ago, but I remember 57. <laughs> But tell us about your life a little bit. Like you were in advertising, just to give the listeners some perspective of how you're. So you were in advertising. And then after you had your oldest, your son, 33, 33, Mm -hmm. you stayed home to be with him. Right. And you were a stay at home mom. So tell us a little bit about that. For 33 years, I was a stay at home mom, which is a full time job with raising two kids. Yes. And, and my husband worked a lot. So I did a lot of it by myself and we didn't have either one, either set of parents of our parents helped. They were both gone or busy or whatever. So we just kind of did it on our own. And I loved it. I mean, I loved those years. I just, until they went to college and when they went to college, I was just kind of like, this is not fun because Joe (laughs) was still working a lot. So I was like, you know, those four years of college when they were gone five, maybe. (laughs) And then, um, and then Alex moved out to California. I was just sort of like that whole time. I was so happy when this came along because it really is so much more fulfilling. I'm not one that can just go play pickleball and tennis and like, and then to get a job where you can't leave to go places with your husband sort of defeated the place that, you know, it, and it wouldn't have been challenging the type of job I would have found. I don't think so. This was great. Did you look forward to being a stay-at-home mom? Yes. When I was, when I first got married, I couldn't wait to have kids. Yeah. But we I dated was, for a really long time. Oh, you, you did? How long did you date? I mean, the first time I went out with him, I was 16 and we got married when I was 27, but we no dated. Way. Yeah. <gasps> 16. So. Wow. I um I could not wait. I was I could not wait to quit my job. I was a buyer and I could not wait to quit and and be a stay-at-home mom. What were you and a buyer for? I didn't know that part. For what have you ever heard of May uh May Company department stores? Yes. It's like a Filene's. It's like, it was called yeah. G Fox. It's on, it was on the East coast in the Northeast. So I don't know what the names were out West, but it was like um, a Macy's. Okay. Yeah. A smaller version of Macy's. So we had 12 stores. So yeah, it was a buyer and, you know, I was used to getting all of these accolades and all of these awards and, you know, and then I couldn't wait to just stop and be at home with my daughter. This was 1989. Uh-huh. And then after a year, I was like, hmm, 
<laughs> now what? Right. Did you ever feel that way? Or were you always? Uh, yeah, I went through time where I felt that way. I was like, it, it would get kind of easy. And you're like, this is, this cannot just be it. But then right. they just kept getting busier with sports and stuff. So. Well, and that's, and I think our, our lives mirrored each other a lot. My ex-husband worked a lot. He was yeah. never around. So I had little 16 year old babysitters come over to overlap when they, when Lexi was born. And, um, cause your kids are three years apart. Mine are four uh-huh. years apart. Yeah. So we were like in the same, same yeah. time zone. So I, I got divorced at 42. So I was sort of like, okay, I had to figure things out. It was my choice and how old were the girls then? The girls were, let's see, Lexi was eight and a half. And oh, wow. Alyssa, yeah, they were young, eight and 12. Okay. So, um, yeah, then, then Lexi turned nine in March of 2003. I got divorced in 2002 and Alyssa 13. I mean, worse ages, but there's never a good time to get divorced. Right. Never. That's what there's, they say. There's never a good time, you know, um, my now husband got divorced when his kids were in their late twenties and you know, it's divorce is tough. Yes. Mm -hmm. Kids are resilient and more than I think 50% of people get divorced, which it just is horrible. I, I it's mind blowing. I feel bad. And I'm, I feel bad that I'm part of that statistic, but you know, as you mentioned, your husband worked a lot while you were raising the kids. Um, I think there are some women who are like, okay, this is it. And I started gaining resentment um, because I was like, well, what about me? And where do, you know, when can we spend time together? But that's another story for another podcast episode. But as we get older, you mentioned that your kids left for college and you almost feel like, okay, I did the mother thing. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you don't like, I, I volunteered all through all the times there right, and they were college. I did the volunteer, I volunteered, you know, for things, not at school, but for, you know, different nonprofits and stuff. And then when Alex got engaged, I quit all of that. And I, you get to where you go, I've given and given and given, and I'm exhausted. So you get kind of, I didn't really get so much bitter towards Joe, but I did towards volunteering. I was like, I am done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I did volunteering also, um, but not that, not that much. Um, it was local and, and I found it fulfilling, but then again, I didn't. So I totally understand. It's like, you could only give so much. And I think that when, I don't know if the stay at home mom, does she still exist now? I think it's like coming back. I think for a while women didn't want to feel like, no, I can do it all. I can be a yeah. state. I can be a mom. I can be full time. I can be pulling in this much money and I'm is equal to my husband. But the truth is we're different, you know, and I feel like this resurgence of like, let's call it family values. Mm-hmm. I see in the 30 somethings where a lot of the girls who are having babies are staying home. They are giving up their income and maybe living a little differently, or maybe there's no change in their lifestyle at all. I mean, I was lucky. You sound like you were lucky. It was, it was a pretty easy, there wasn't like a tough transition. Um, But I, do you feel like that? Yeah, I do. I have a lot of nieces and nephews that are, you know, like in their thirties and have kids and that are all, you know, getting it. Like one has one that's just getting ready to go to college and then all the way down to like six months old is what they are. But it is interesting to see some of them like to just be the stay at home and take care of everything like that. And then 
Um, it seems like the ones that like had were nursing or PAs or whatever before kind of can go back to, it's great to get those things ahead of time and go back and just do it three days a week or whatever. So they get out of the office, they make some money, but it's right. like they're still there for carpool and all that. Yeah. I think that is, the, uh, I would have liked to have that um, yeah. opportunity to, because I think works when you're getting paid to do a job, we can lie and say that our jobs don't define us, right? Which they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting paid to do a job, it gives us validation. It gives us self-worth. And I think um, a lot of women who do decide to stay home and don't go back to work um, do maybe sometimes lose themselves. I know I lost myself in my marriage when I was not getting any validation. It's mm-hmm. hard, right? It's even if you are getting validation, it's kind of like once everyone's kind of grown up a little bit, you go, what do I like? I mean, I haven't got a point where you go, do I like scrambled eggs or fried eggs? <laughs> That's simple. What do I like? I've made them for everybody else, but I really don't know what I like. And what That's- I like, you know, generally you go, "That's sort of a hassle to do when your kids are little. Right. So right. yeah, that it, it's, that is tough. <laughs> you do kind of lose yourself. Yeah, you, you really, really do. So when my daughter, my youngest left for college, I was 50. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to open up my fitness studio because I'm like, I need something to nurture. So I think you were saying you felt the same way, like, okay, who am I? What do I want? What do I like? I don't have these kids to raise. Thank God I, I did a good job. They're out there in the world. And so did you do anything? Um, do you think, so like <clears throat> when you say nurture, some people just go to their husbands and start sort of taking care of them more or whatever. Yeah. But my husband's kind of the opposite. He's like, I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to do whatever I want. And you kind of go do whatever you want. Like, that's just how he just does. He's just kind of like that. And I love that. If I'd been married to somebody who maybe was like, okay, we're going to find a place we both like to go and hang out. And we're going to go, you know, like if you had a second home somewhere or a vacation place that you love to go to. Right. That, that you always had something to look forward to like that. Or if you had a lake place or whatever, He's not like that at all. So he's just going to do his thing and it may change every single day. So I kind of didn't have a choice, but I feel like I've just always had to kind of do my thing. Yeah. So you were both very, um, I love that, that he's independent, you're independent, did your own thing, but you always came together also. So I think that to me is like the perfect recipe for a long lasting marriage, because I think that if you are together all the time, it, it maybe could be too much. Or if you're one, I have seen couples where the husband or wife relies on the other one a little too much and it gets very stifling. So yeah, I, it's like, it is, you just like, it's like they're one person. Yeah. I mean, they're together all the time. I even had a friend who, when they got divorced, the kids were in high school. I think she was like, I'm, I haven't done anything really on my own since I've been married. So she, Oklahoma city to Dallas would be like driving from here to like Southampton or you know, or, or to Connecticut to, you know, some little town and it'd be two and a half hour drive. She was like, I did it by myself. And I was like, that was your, yeah. I mean, that's so some people get attached and get taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. They really, really do. So when this whole happened, when this happened to you with Barstool, Mm -hmm. we, you were ready to rock and roll with this, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And Joe was all on board my husband. So that was good. He was fine. As my daughter keeps kidding around going, I'm not sure if he's ready for you to come home full time. And I'm like, yeah, that may be scary. (laughs) So who would have ever thought, would you have ever thought at the age of 57, you'd be picking yourself up, moving away from your hometown, away from your husband who came to visit you a lot. Yeah. um, That, and you would be making 
like a career change. Like who would have ever thought? Did you ever, did your, what did your friends say? Um, no, they thought it was fun. I think they, a lot of them have said, I, there's no way I could do that. Like, I think that's kind of crazy. You're sticking yourself out there and don't I really, care. It. but also they probably say stuff that I don't hear <laughs> about it. So Were you? but I mean, like, don't you think sometimes like you think about stuff and you probably did that before you opened up your studio, you probably thought that about having a workout facility and being a, a trainer and all that ahead of time. And then it just sort of happened. Like, you know how they say, what do the young people say that you, what is it when you put it manifest, out? Manifest, yeah. manifest, you manifest. <laughs> you probably manifest that stuff. Like Joe goes, I would have never, he goes, can you believe we have an apartment in New York city? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, I can't. And I said, well, I think at the back of my head, I've always just kind of mm. thought that way. Like that's something I think would be great. And it's, it's so true when you do see those things. I talk to people all the time about manifestations and seeing these things. And I've always been the kind of person, I'm not easygoing. I wouldn't say I was an easygoing person. I go with the flow. Um, you don't think I'm easygoing, do you? Yeah, I think you're, pre- well, you're pretty easygoing around me and you're very easy to talk to. So oh. so you're not like, you, you don't seem uptight or, no, you seem pretty easygoing to me, but you probably are very efficient. I, I don't know about that if I'm really efficient, but I'm I'm pretty, and I think this has to do with age. And that's why I wanted to bring it up that at a certain age, I think we get, you know, we're like, we know what we like, we know what we don't like, but I think it's so important to be open to new, to new journeys, to do new opportunities. And the fact that you were like, yeah, I, I knew that we were going to have an apartment in the city, but the fact that you were so open, I don't. I don't think you give yourself enough credit for being just kind of a trailblazer like that and just saying, yeah, I'm going to go. This sounds cool. I'm going to go. I think it was really cool that you did it. And, you know, I think a lot of women would be scared and you weren't. I think it was because it was also so unknown to me, mm. like that whole world. I mean, I really didn't have anything to be afraid of because I didn't really know exactly what it was. Right. What I was going to do. Right. Ignor- ignorance is bliss, ignorance right? Is bliss. Yeah. Yeah. But and- I think like, I think uh, young, like if you don't, if I had stayed at home and never left, mm-hmm. I would probably be more uptight and, try, and trying to be more in control. Because I think you try to control things to make them go your way if you can't relax and be open or something, right? I think that's a good point. Yeah, I I do agree with that. Like my husband thinks that I'm, I, I would describe myself as being very particular. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And I think it's okay at this age and this stage in my life to be like that, but still very open to new adventures. Yes. I think that's that's a really good trait for any age though. Think about, I mean, like I've good. been pretty wishy-washy. I'm like, what do I do now? What are like that? That's the most annoying person to be around. <laughs> be around someone who knows what they like and knows what they don't like and can make their mind up just like that. It's yeah. so nice. <laughs> it is. It is really nice. It's, you know, my husband will always defer to me and like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, no, you make the decision. I will do whatever you want to do, you know? And I think it, I do see in the younger, you know, we both have daughters who are 30 um, in that age group that they seem to know for the most part, mm-hmm. more than I think I did at 30, what they want out of life. And I wonder if that's true that you've seen that. And I wonder why. I don't know why. I I don't know. Maybe is it because they have so many resources at their fingertip and they've seen so much 
people, so many people doing things. And then for us, like I didn't think past having kids when they left. I never thought about that at all. Yeah, either. I I mean, I was I was divorced. So I was sort of more thinking on my feet. But before that, I was just like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You want to go away in May? Sure. Where do you want to go? I don't know. You decide. It was kind of nice to have somebody. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, this was the position I wanted to be in because I used to get so mad that he made all the decisions. So I'm like, oh shit, you know, uh, be careful for what you want because there it is. So here I am now with, uh, you know, planning everything and it's, it's okay. And I think that's another thing that maybe when we're younger, we don't know that we're going to have all those changes and it's okay to change. Yes. You That's know, a good point. Yeah. It's it's really you're okay. going to change. You're going to go through changes and you're going to change a lot. But that I mean, what do you mean it was okay? That's an interesting thing you said. It was it I was just, when you were saying that in my mind, I was thinking that had to be the most freeing thing to go. I I get to make all the decisions for everybody right here. <laughs> it was mind. I loved it. I loved it until um until it became like something I did all the time. And so in the relationship I was in before I got married, he made all the decisions. So I I realized that I like to be in the driver's seat more. Um, and we used to drive right on a tandem bike, he and I. And so I had no control. That was <laughs> the most terrifying situation ever. And I realized that I'm not a control freak, but I just want to be in charge of what I want to do. So I guess that's why my husband came into my life. One of the reasons why his type of personality, because like you and Joe, he, we are very independent people. He does what he wants. I do what I want. We don't get in each other's way. It's just like a really mature, nice understanding because at the basis of it all is love. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and did he worry about you going to New York? No, no. If he did, he never said anything. I don't think he really worries about a lot of stuff like that. No, no. Like I do. I'm like, I got to have my kids. Like if, if does, does somebody, I say this to friends too. Like if you're going out of town or if we went on a bachelor club trip, I'd be like with the kids, I'd say, everybody give their number to someone like to track them, you know, like that, that kind of stuff. I, I worry about girls. I, I would, don't think I've worried about my son very much. Yeah, I uh, girls, I think that's kind of it's scary. Like, I don't feel I don't ever feel very unsafe here. I mean, I feel very safe here. But when I look at younger people and I watch people watching them, that's Mm -hmm. where I kind of go. They really need to be aware Mm -hmm. of their surroundings. I Lexi just came back from Maui and she was she had us one stop and I was going out of my mind because it's a 10 hour flight. I was yeah. so worried. She was getting into the city late and I was just so worried. I had to call my other daughter. I was just like, is it me? And Frank's like, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I had her flight information, but still I worried. So I yeah. get it. I always worried. Like as soon as they land, text me, text me that you've landed. Now text me when you get in the Uber. Now text me when you get into your apartment, right? Yes, but I have a single friend in Dallas and she came to visit me and Mm -hmm. she, uh, so on the Uber app now you can put a pin in. So you, you sign up and you have, you just, you, I don't know what you have to go to your app and see what it's called, but it gives you a pin, a pin number. Thank you. You you have to give the, the driver the pin number before the car can go. 
Then you know you're in the right Uber and they know they have the right person. And then there's a thing on there that you click and you share your Uber ride with someone. And I could watch her go all the way to the airport. And when she got there and got dropped off. Now, why didn't it? I didn't know about about it. I guess it's like a single thing. I was kind of like, wow, that is awesome. That is really, really good. Yeah. So when we were growing up, we didn't have any of these things. Our parents couldn't track us. No. They would tell you to get home by 11 or 12 o'clock. And sometimes we did. And sometimes we didn't. So but were your parents in bed? Because mine were. I don't think they were mm-hmm. worried about me. They, they were always asleep. in bed. I, I I thought they were sleeping until one time they caught me making out with my boyfriend. Okay. Um, because that always happens to all of us. But yeah. yeah, they were they weren't, you know, they never came downstairs and said, Why are you an hour past your curfew? Yeah. It was just um I sound so old saying this. It was just such a different time and I don't I do think that a lot of people want to go back to yeah. not being so connected to their cell phones. But it's such a great resource. It is such a great resource, but yes, I yeah, it would it would be nice to go back to where you just didn't have to look at it all the time and I just don't you feel naked when you don't have it and I think totally. boy, these young people they're going to that's all they've known. Right. Right. Yeah. My husband leaves for work all the time without a cell phone. I'm like, I, I don't understand how you do that. Yeah. He will leave for work and I'll see the phone sitting on the on the counter. I'm like, and he'll he'll send me an email. I forgot my phone. Yes, I know. Yes, yes. But <laughs> it's just you. like, you know, he's got a You're phone. He's the hell out of me since you left. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But I worry, you know, even about him. I I not worry, but like I want to know where you are. Um so I wanted to ask you a question about aging. A lot of people talk about aging gracefully. I don't really like that term. I, when it comes to aging, I think it's changed again. It's changed a lot. Women are aging differently. We're living longer. Um, I think the aging gracefully term is kind of outdated, but if you were to describe how you want to age, how would you describe it? I don't know, but I'm glad you said that sort of outdated because it's a stressful saying aging gracefully, because to me, it's like aging completely natural is what that makes. When I think of that, I go, well, I'm just going to age gracefully, meaning I'm just going (laughs) to be graceful about my aging. Like I'm just going to accept it and be nice about it. Kind of. That's what that says. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think just aging healthy is good. Mm -hmm. Aging strong is good. And aging, um, like content or not content. That's another word. I kind of like, like happy. I don't know how, like self-fulfilled or whatever. Yeah. Being content with the way you choose to age because a lot of women do, I don't know if you get this on your social media, but a lot of women are critical of other women and the way they've decided to age. And I think this is going to sound corny, but if we could all be supportive of one another, we can all take on aging the way we want to, not the way other people think we should. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know how you feel about that. I think when you're younger, like our kids age in their thirties or whatever, I think like they're already thinking about it. Like with Botox and stuff, but then there, I think people get it confused with all of the fillers and the way that people look different. And they all kind of, there's a lot that are trying to look the same. Like you, you can see the same everywhere. And I, that I don't understand because that's not like, that's making aging harder on them. I think 
in the long run because it's doing things mm-hmm. that could make you age differently than you may normally age. But I think that's different than when you get to be our age and you choose to do things like a facelift or an eye lift or, you know, anything. Um, so I feel like there's the difference there. Like people who are 30 may think of aging gracefully or or having a facelift as as something equal to getting all this filler and stuff. And it's not. I think it's different. Like we're just trying to not age further, I guess, or feel sort of like, educated. yeah, like it's slow down. Be- Yes. Us, right. Kind of slow down the aging process. Whereas so much technology has is is there to slow down the aging process that wasn't there for us when we were, you know, raising our kids, getting older, going this going through menopause, maybe perimenopause, and just different stresses in our life. Because, you know, raising children, having a family can be very happy, but it also can be very stressful. And yeah, there's a lot of stress there, especially if you like when you're younger and you've got your menstrual cycle and you've got this PMS thing going like that, that adds to it. And it's, I think, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming it's a lot easier for kids, for younger people now to have resources for that. Right. And there's just so much information for them that we didn't have. We were, I think, very, and this is not to say, oh, poor us, but we were just, the facts are, we were just limited with the amount of information that we got unless we went to the library and looked up something in the encyclopedia. Other than that, we had our friends and our mom Mm -hmm. um, to tell us, you know, how to use a tampon, for example. Like my mother didn't let me use a tampon until I was older. It was a very weird thing. Um, I know it's just a, (laughs) it's just a really weird thing. Um, But going back to like the cosmetic stuff, I think I don't know. You know, I don't remember really hearing anything about Botox until I was in my 40s. That was the first time I got it. It was like 47. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was it around then? Was it around before that? I, I mean, I guess they've used it like on eyes and things for years for vision. Right. But I don't I don't know. It's not being used the way way it is. And I do think there is a yeah. misconception, as you mentioned, that women, maybe in their thirties, women that are much younger than us think that, oh, well, if women our age are doing things to their faces, they're doing lots of things to alter the way they look. And yes, there are people that alter their face significantly, but because for this conversation, you are, you and I are on the same page that we're not doing things to alter our face. We like our face. We just want to keep it, keep it where it is. Try to, you know, and well, because I think that when you age, a lot of times you can look grumpy or sad or or not happy. Like it just kind of pulls down. So you sort of look like you're frowning all the time and you're not you have to really try to be animated to look like you're as happy as you are on the inside. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I look when, at my friends a lot and you, it's just this downturn. And that those are the kind of things that we think about. And then on the inside, how we feel. Right. Right. Yeah. So when did you when do you think is the right time to start with something like Botox or fillers? What would you tell women younger than us? I think Botox is okay when you're in your mid twenties or late twenties to start because it, some people do have that real heavy, this or real heavy this from face. So, and I don't think, I mean, I used to think Botox was so scary and now I feel like it's probably the safest thing out there. I know. Seriously. I go, it doesn't, they use it for all kinds of medical things. Now, do you, do you get Botox? 
Uh huh. But I haven't had it in about a year and a half. So I, I, I kind of need to go get some, but since I've been going back and forth, it's been hard. I did try it right here because I get really tight wow, on your shoulders. I didn't notice that it helped that much, but they said they do it a lot for that. That's why I think it's probably just one of those things that's like, they'll do it in people's jaws when they're, when, when they, they have TMJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, but I think it just, if you have that preventative like that, it'll be really interesting to see the difference in how they age. I mean, maybe it will or won't. I don't know. They say it's preventative. So I say, go ahead and do it. I agree with that too. I also think that if my, my feeling on the whole thing is if it's going to make you feel better, but it's not going to become an obsession Mm -hmm. where you become obsessed and addicted, quote unquote, addicted to it, because you see that in younger people and it, and as you mentioned, it makes them look older. It you does get some girls in their thirties and you swear they're in their fifties. Yeah. So my suggestion, I think you're on the same page is to just go easy with it. Ladies is just like, don't overdo it because just a little goes a long way. Yeah, it does. It does go a long way. And I think when you, you're right, if you get addicted to it, I see people who just go, they don't even notice it. And sometimes I, I don't notice it. Sometimes my husband will say something about someone and I'm like, I think they look really good. And he's like, they don't look like themselves anymore, but I won't notice it because I will have watched it in a different way, I guess. Yeah. I, I, Frank will notice things like that too, more so than I will. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how they notice things that we might not. It is funny, especially something like that, where you'd go, how did, I mean, I don't even know how you noticed it. I, I do remember when I first got Botox the first time he didn't notice no, they no. don't. They don't. Now, Frank and I both say, you need Botox. You need Botox. <laughs> I haven't gotten it done in about a year. And I feel like I feel like I get it on my forehead and in my crow's feet. Uh-huh. And I feel that, you know, just take, I never, when I start feeling the needles going in my forehead, I'm like, don't give me too much. Cause I don't want that, that total frozen look. I want to look, I don't have the most expressive face. Like it doesn't go, you know, some people have super expressive faces. Uh-huh. So uh, I just, when I start feeling the needles going in, I'm like, wait, don't put too much because that blocked look isn't good either. No, again, sometimes it makes it fall like your eyelids fall. But I will say I feel less stressed when I have it because I don't feel like I'm doing this or that. Like I don't, I feel like I'm a lot less stressed. It's really weird. Like I go, oh gosh, that's so comforting. (laughs) I'll have to think about that because I'm going next week to get Botox because I just can't stand it anymore. I was just like, I I need to get this done. Um, (laughs) So how do you take care of yourself when it comes to self-care? What does Kim do for herself to feel really good about yourself and um, make you feel strong. And I know that you love to work out. Has that always been something that you've done? And what else do you do to um, keep yourself feeling great? Because you look great. And- I, I I think I, I've always eaten healthy. And then I have always exercised since I was younger. And if I don't exercise, I feel pretty bad. Like that achy, you stand up and you're like, I'm moving a little slower. The more I keep moving, the better off I am. And then um, I try to get massages now pretty often because it I feel like that helps a lot too. Yeah. Uh, whenever I get a massage, I say, okay, I'm gonna do this twice a month or I'm gonna do this every week. And then I think of other things that I should be doing instead. So do you I think work it's out- easier to do if you really have like 
when I feel pretty good, I don't want to go have, I don't want to go get a massage, but a lot of times I'll have a body ache somewhere and I'm like, I, I have to, it's sort of like that. That's an upkeep thing, right? So I don't ache. I have to go. That's right. just sort of, it's, yeah. Right. So, I, so it's really just to feel good. And I, mean, I think, I think women need to understand that is that yeah. it's not just, it's not about looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I look good. It has to be about the feel good. And then the look good comes after it. I do think that changed in my, after my forties, like at about 53 or four, I mean, but like in my forties, I was still pretty strong, but I could tell if I worked out or not, I'd be like, my arms don't look as good. My stomach doesn't look as good. Like I need to keep, like, I would notice it then. Now I don't think I even notice it. I'm kind of like, I'm not even looking at my arms anymore. I just want to feel good. Right. Yeah. I just want to be strong and I just want to feel good. And no one else has noticed it either. I don't think they go, damn, your arms are looking really bad. <laughs> You're so funny. I, I, it's, you know, nobody was working out 30 years ago. You know, I, uh, I, I was at the gym. It sounds like you were working out. And I think that because of that, we, I mean, I'm making us sound really old, uh, but we can move around easier. We're more active. That's because we did those things to improve our muscle mass and to protect our joints and hopefully prevent us from getting osteoporosis and our, mm-hmm. you know, and arthritis. Are you having any aches and pains? I have lots of aches and pains, but I always have. So I kind of have this underlying unknown arthritis thing that my family kind of has. So I, so I think that's also been a big drive of why I've always worked out. Mm, because I just feel better when I work out. Yeah, I know. I have arthritis in my big toe. Oh, (laughs) you use your big toe every day. I use my big toe every day. (laughs) I use it for lunges when I'm in, you know, my podiatrist will tell me don't wear high heels. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. (laughs) That is not going to happen. I'm going to tell you this. Have you ever worn those Tamara Melon? Did I send them to you? The Tamara Melons with the pad? You know what? I didn't order them. You did send them to me. And I'm going to write it down. They're not again. cheap, but I'm telling you, they have a pad about that thick in all of them. And they, it's, you can wear them all day. They're pretty comfortable. Uh, so they're like flat sandals? No, they have heels and everything. But even the heels have this uh-huh. like suede puff thing. And she's a podiatrist that started a shoe line. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I love her shoes. I had no idea. I have a few of her, her sandals, high heels. Yeah. Yeah, they're really beautiful. So here we are talking about like comfortable shoes, right? We would have never talked about that and we would have rolled our eyes. So, you know, we talked about beauty for a little while. Um, and when it comes to the inside, because that's really, I think, what gives us longevity. When you hear people talking about, you know, why do you, why does this person live such long? Yes, they have to be active. They have to be, they have to be eating well. They have to reduce their stress. So if you are stressed, besides working out, what else do you do? Um, I meditate. I use that. I use either my aura ring. I have an aura ring and you can at, you can meditate with that mm-hmm. or I meditate with, um, I just went blank on the name of it. Hold on. Headspace. Oh, what is that? I use the Headspace app and I meditate with that. And then I think I think having a higher power is a huge thing. So, and I believe in God, so I pray. Um, and I think trying to take care of your brain is good. And I, no matter how much I read on it, it's like 
reading, I think. I mean, you can play games and do all these things, but reading seems to read. And I, and I read something the other day that said reading fiction is actually the best thing for your brain. That's very, I was going to ask you if you were reading any books right now, like as I was getting, I have all these questions written down and so on. And then I'm like, oh wait, I got to remember to ask her that question. I have get because I, I don't think I had ever had a great memory. It's okay. But as I've gotten older, it definitely has gotten worse. <laughs> you know, if I'm talking to somebody on the phone, I'm like, can you write that down for me, please? So I don't forget and just send me the text with what we just talked about. So are you reading any books right now? I am. I am reading. What's the name of that book? Because it's so good. And I'm just got there. It is. It is. I got to look at it really quick. because I can't remember the name of it. Okay. Tell me. It is. That's sad. I can't remember the name of it. That's okay. I don't remember. It's what I wish I told my mother. But it's a whole, I saw that in the airport. Let me see the cover. Yeah. It's a fiction book and it's James Patterson's wife that wrote it. So he wrote it with her. Oh, anyway, it's really good. What's it's, it's a really sweet book about a, oh, like a 35-year-old daughter and her mom who's a doctor and the, the dad had died years ago. And they, mom kind of got, had a heart, heart scare. So they went on a vacation and it's just the things they, they're doing on this vacation. That's pretty good. I need a, a lot of book stuff she talked about. I'm like, shit, that's kind of what my kids think of me, <laughs> which I, I kind of thought about my mom too, but I'm like, that's not fun when they think that about you. <laughs> no. And your mom's what? How old is she? She's 86, but that's what I was going to tell you. My 95 year old dad, or no, no, he's 91. My 91 year old dad told me the other day, I think my, uh, I've noticed a little degradation in my cognitive abilities. And I was like, just now, like, <laughs> did you, you? know, no, my dad said it at 91. Oh. Dad, how, did you notice it when you were like 59? He's like, no, no, no. Just the past couple of, you know, <laughs> six months or so. And I'm like, shit, I am in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have noticed that. And I have told other people that, you know, women I've trained that the cognitive skills are so important. You know, even when they come with me to work out, it's the coordination of the mind and the body working. We take that for granted when we're younger, mm -hmm. but when you're working out, whether it's a Pilates class or you're lifting weights or you're doing something, there is coordination where your mind and your body have to function together. And when you walk away from those classes, it is more mindful, better for your mind uh, than it is for your body in some cases. Yeah, that's true. I've heard that before. That's, uh, but I, uh, the only time I think I really notice that is like if I'm balancing, mm -hmm. you're like you're on one leg and you're touching the ground with your hand and the other leg's back or whatever. I mean, that's a lot of the mind-body connection, but I remember when I was 30 reading, they'd say, you're going to, you start to lose your balance from 30 on just a little bit a year, but I didn't really notice it until like late forties. Did you, where I really had a hard time going If I'm no. on one foot, I got to really focus on something. No, no, I, I never knock on wood, never had an issue with my balance, but uh, recently I have um, somebody who helps me sometimes with my social media. She was taking videos of me at the gym because I wanted to post a bunch of workouts. And it's really hard to take videos of yourself working out without looking like a complete asshole, to be yeah. honest with you. And you know, <laughs> and you want to be coy about it. So you put it down on the floor. So the angle sucks. And it's like, <laughs> eh, so at least if I come in with this young girl, I don't look like they, they, all they said was make sure you don't get anybody in the background. So anyway, we were going to take a video of me running. Like mm -hmm. on the treadmill. Now I'm not a runner, 
But I said, well, let me do it walking. And then I then I was like, okay, well, let me show off a little bit. Let me run. <laughs> and I'm not a runner at all. Never tried to be. And she said, Jody, you're um, uh, what is it? The uh, your gait, your, your my gait oh. or, or cadence. She's uh-huh. like, your steps are so little in between. Basically, she was telling me that I wasn't taking my strides. See, we're we're looking for the word here. Yeah. Um, the strides were so little. And so uh-huh. I said, really? I go, well, you know, I'm not a tall person. I don't have long legs. Uh-huh. And so she's a, she's a little person also. So anyway, I looked at the video and I have to tell you, Kim, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I look like an old lady running. I can't even post this. I look <laughs> like such an old lady. And I thought, oh my God. do I look like, and then she took a video of me coming up the stairs at the gym too. And I'm like, oh, I, I see myself as a 45-year-old. Yeah. But when I saw the video, I'm like, oh, am I am I looking? Am I, is my gait, is my presence looking it's, older? It's it's that thing where you look at, I would look at my mom and kind of see this. Yes. Or, or where the, you know, you kind of do the head back like that. And I'm like, I don't look like that. Cause I know I sit up straight, but I did see a picture of myself like you. And I'm like, oh my God, you have got to be so aware of that. I know. <laughs> but even young people, like I see girls on the street. I just want to walk up and pull their shoulders back. Cause also isn't that something about bad posture and aging and even with the brain, like it's the bad for your blood flow to your brain and everything that I don't know that for sure, but that sounds like it makes sense. And if that's the case, we're going to probably have a whole lot of dementia coming up from this. I can't look at my phone when I find that like, so yesterday I was doing some, some things and I was on my computer. I was on my phone. I was going back and forth and then I, my neck was killing me. And I said, I have to stop. I just have to get away from this. And I've never been a quote unquote walker. Yeah. But I find that as I'm getting older, even though I'm going to the gym and lifting weights, that I feel this um, this freedom when I do walk. It's not often, but when I do say, there, I, I don't know if you're the same way, but all of a sudden I'll say, I need to take a walk. When you're in the city, you're walking everywhere. But mm-hmm. when you're back home, I don't, do you walk as much? You probably have to Not get in your much. car. I'll take the dogs on a walk, but it's kind of the same little, like I, you know, I just see the same thing all the time and I get sort of bored. Boring. That part I don't like, but I, if I put something on and I'm really, it is sort of just that break outside. It's just good for you. Right. And I, I wish I could not take my phone with me because sometimes I don't even listen to a podcast or listen to any music because I want my brain to just go anywhere. So people track their steps. Do you do that? Uh-huh. That's on my order ring. Yeah. Okay. I have to get one of those. I wrote that down also because it looks cool. And does it track accurately? Yes, it's really good. And it does your sleep and it does, it does your... Uh... It, it does a lot of stuff I can send to my doctor that I don't really get, like your recovery and all that. And no she way. can buy it. Yeah. It's pretty good. And also now they just done a thing where you can track your your like your menstrual cycle and all kinds of things that like I don't need, but it you can do that. Um, I was gonna ask you, so when I was younger and I would walk through the neighborhoods and stuff, the people working on houses used to always whistle. But now they don't anymore. Like that has changed completely. Is it because of me or do they just not do that anymore? Because it's rude. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh my God. All right. Me too. I would get whistles, nice legs, right? Yeah. 
And I'm sure you got great legs, right? But beautiful. I mean, Kim's gorgeous. Um, You're sweet. But it's just that whistle. I used to be so mad about it. Sometimes I'd just be like, flip them off. (laughs) I'd be so mad at it because it felt like such an invasion. And now I'm kind of like, why is no one whistling at me? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what I'm going to name this episode. I feel the same way. So last (laughs) Thursday, I was supposed to meet a friend for dinner. And I've noticed also that I don't get the looks like I used to get at the gym. Uh, I don't really want the looks, but I always used to get somebody coming over to me and saying, you look great Mm -hmm. or yeah, or you look, yeah, I would just get compliments. Now it's like, I don't, I don't get that anymore. (laughs) And then I would get a whistle every once in a while, not at the gym, but like on the street, if I'm wearing a pair of shorts or even like whatever. So last Thursday, so I feel your pain. I feel the same way. I would get annoyed. And then you're like, wait, wait, doesn't anybody see me anymore? What do I have to do? (laughs) So um, I'm getting out of the car. I'm wearing like a skirt and I'm wearing uh, like a tank top like this, but it's a little cropped, a little cropped, not like, you know, 20 year old crop. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting out of the car. I have my sneakers on. We were, I was supposed to go out for dinner with my friend. And then I told her there was a jazz festival in town. And she's like, oh, let's go to the jazz festival. And I thought, I'm like, it's all for old people. She's like, Jody, we are old. I've known, I've known her since we were 12. So she's like, we are old. I go, no, we're not. We're not old. I said, Debbie, there's like, no, I don't want to go. She goes, Jody, it will be fun. Let's just go. We'll... She's like, you bring your food, I'll bring my food and bring whatever you want to drink. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling so old. So I texted my daughters. I told them what I was doing. Anyway, I get out of the car. I have my little seat that I'm, you know, chair. Uh-huh. I've got my my cool pack. And oh, so I get out of the car and somebody whistled at me. And I'm like, Ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't even like a sexy outfit or anything, but I was just like, yes. So when you least expect it, Kim, it's going to happen. I don't know, but I felt that I was like, oh yeah, I still got it. I still got it. It's just, it's just a little, you know, we want to know that our hard work is paying off. That's right. And I'm sure, and I'm sure your husband gives you lots of compliments. He, He is very nice. He's very good. So let's talk about, you are creating content about, I have a lot of, I have a few more questions for you. You're creating content about cocktails. Fashion. fashion. And now you've included, you do some with your family, definitely your family's included, but your husband, Joe has yeah, become seems, a part of it. It seems like whatever we post, even Alex, whenever we post anything about Joe, people love it. I don't know. It's just because he just is himself or whatever. He doesn't really care, but, and he can banter about anything. So it seems like whenever we sit and have a conversation and generally it's probably what a lot of people have the same issues with or whatever. Yeah. Like, the last one I did was I at, he, he never likes to buy jewelry. Like he even said, when we first got married, that's the last ring you'll ever get. Like I am not buying jewelry. I think it's stupid. Okay. So then I kind of went to, well, you can buy me art if you're not going to buy me jewelry. And then he bought me a few pieces of jewelry. And then I'm kind of like, all I want is another is a ring for this hand. But he would give me like even the anniversary where you get pearls. He gave me right. pearls. Okay. pearls. I even said, do not get me pearls. <laughs> He got me pearls. I'm kind of like, now it's like this defiant thing. Anything but a ring is what you'll probably get. <laughs> mm. So so when I, when I did that, I think that rings for a lot of people. Like sometimes when someone takes the time to buy a piece of jewelry, it makes you feel good. It's like, it's like I don't know what you buy a guy because he doesn't wear any jewelry. He doesn't wear anything really. I mean, if he has his 
same shirts and pants. He's happy. He doesn't really just happy if he's golfing, right? Yeah. He's just happy if he's like, yeah, doing his thing. So he, but he would rather have like a, a collage or something that you made or, Oh, that's so or a cute. nice dinner or something like that. Like go out to dinner and dress up. He'd like that. He right. likes to dress up. So that kind of stuff would be his, but he doesn't get the jewelry thing at all. He thinks it's like women are just being so, so materialistic or something. So would you go out and buy your own jewelry or would you not do it? Cause he's just not into it. No, no, I would. Mm-hmm. But I, but I generally don't like to spend that much money on myself. <laughs> right. I'd rather somebody else spend that money yeah. on me. Yeah, I love I think that makes it kind of special when they do that, but like, and I wouldn't spend that much money. Like I wouldn't go out and buy art just for myself. It'd have to be like for us or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what we have in our house too. We have art yeah. that I guess was given to me for my birthday one year. And it's uh, like for yeah. us, yes. like, no, no, no. I don't want any more birthday presents that, that contain the word us <laughs> and in our home, it's my birthday. Oh. I'm getting stuff for me. So, right. and, and I, I think t- that, I think that changes as you get, I'm like, as you get older, because when I was younger, I, I really didn't care that much about jewelry and stuff. And I, as I'm getting older, I'm kind of like, no, now I kind of want a ring and I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, yeah. you know, those earrings or whatever yeah. it is, you know, Frank knows like every gift that he gives me, at least for my birthday should be a piece of jewelry. I just like, I'm the same way. I like jewelry. It doesn't have to be a big expensive piece. It could just be a really pretty one that they know you're going to like. Right. Yeah. Right. And I I have had young people write in and they say, is it better to invest in jewelry? Like single girls, is it better Mm -hmm. to invest in jewelry or purses? Oh, jewelry. You think jewelry? I'm like, I I don't know. I really don't. I mean, like some of these handbags crack me up. They like they resell for so much and they are sort of just like a per, I mean, a piece of jewelry. You could pass them down for the years. You can. I mean, my daughter stole my Prada bag from 2001. So yeah, yeah, she still has it. I went down to Miami and I came back without it and then a a Bottega bag too. So it's like, okay, all right. um, Don't take any of my jewelry. So the thing I like about jewelry just is the diamonds. I think the diamonds just never, they never go out of style. I think at this point in my life, what I want is jewelry with diamonds in it Mm -hmm. or gold. So I can pass it along because I said to the girls, all the jewelry that I'm accumulating right now is going to you. So I will show you what I'm buying because it's go, I'm leaving it to you. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have, do you, does anything about getting older scare you? I think um, my mind, that's the one thing that would scare me uh, over everything. Like, I feel like if, if you have that, then you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, cause that helps you not be depressed and everything. Like that's all connected. I feel like that actually, and also I've, this has kind of been since I've been going back and forth from New York to home. Mm-hmm. It's relationships like you really have to work hard. And I've kind of let all that slide away with people I know at home. And I think that's a bad. So now I feel like when I get back, I'm going to have to really start busting my butt on that again. What about you? Um, well, I was going to ask you about your relationships with your friends. But for me, what what I fear about aging and um, is I don't want to miss anything. Uh, so I do fear my mind going. When my mom had her stroke at 80, um, she 
her mind wasn't the same and her obvious, she was paralyzed on one side. So I saw this woman going from vibrant and driving a sports car to this. So I don't think having a stroke is something that's going to happen to me just because I've taken better care of myself. There's no obesity. My mom was obese. And so a lot of those things, but I do, I, I think I'm on the same page as you as I don't want to miss anything. So I want my mind to be sharp and I want my daughters and young people like them to still be interested in talking to me. That's like, oh no, she's the old lady over there. Cause that, that would make me really sad. Yeah. Where you feel a little like irrelevant or that you just aren't worth talking to anymore. That'd be really sad. That's why we have to keep doing these things, Kim. We have to keep doing these podcasts. We have to keep, you know, talking about these things. So we keep our mind um, really sharp. You know, it's spending time with our daughters and and having that younger mind. I think they help us have that younger mindset. Do you feel that way? I do. Yes. And my son too. I mean, a lot. There's the things he talks about. Yeah. um, It's, it's important to, to stay current and know what's, what's going on because that is scary to lose your mind more than, well, I mean, the mind and the body work together. So that, that probably is the thing that's, I just don't want to miss anything. No. So when you go back home, um, like in a couple of weeks, right? Uh Uh-huh. Um, so you talked about your friendships, but also if you don't mind, we won't get too intimate about your relationship with your husband. It's, it clearly looks like, you know, you guys are just amazing together and have great communication. How many years have you been married? Be 35 next week. Yeah. Con- congratulations. Um, so how do, as you're aging, kids were out of the house, you are living in New York, coming back home, going back and forth. He comes to visit you. Did this, how do you make things continue to work and still be fun and enjoyable as you're in different places and you're aging? I think, so at first it was, it, I really missed him and he missed me. So we, it was nice to get the, together quicker. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to get each other more. And then kind of as the, as it's gotten to a, like a year and a half, you kind of go, it's, it's hard to go from this town to that town, two completely different worlds. So yes. I was kind of getting stressed about it a little bit. And then it would take me about three or four days to be at home. And he'd be like, okay, you can start doing the dogs now. You can like, like back to the old stuff where you can take care of everything <laughs> and I'll just, you know, let you walk in the door and then I'll just, you know, tootle on out. So right. then we kind of started getting in a little few arguments about stuff like that. Cause it'd be like, he's used to being by himself. I'm used to being by myself yeah. and maybe we were doing that a little too long. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, that was kind of that part. so when I get home, it's going to, I said, we're going to have to have ground rules. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not going to take over everything again because, because I did everything. So he's right. to kind of take over a lot of it. I think he's tired of it. <laughs> what, what do you think is the key to having a long lasting relationship like you and Joe have? I think communication and we, and and we are not great communicators but uh i never stop and t- like if something upsets me i can't not i can't just let it go i have to talk 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 to everyone who wants to kill me yeah i'm the same, i'm exactly <laughs> the same way if he's not happy about something he'll just flat out tell you so well, he just so he just, no filter at all no filter at all yeah and so okay. you just kind of, he, that's just how he is it's like this is how it is and i don't like it 
And you're like, okay. <laughs> I think I think that's a great way to communicate as long as it's done with love. Yeah. You can, and you have to know how the other person is. Like sometimes he'll hurt my feelings when he says something. And he'll and he never has told me that before until recently. He was like, Well, that kind of hurts my feelings. I'm like, really? You 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 have a feeling? Cause I'm not sure that I could ever hurt those. <laughs> But as he's gotten older, he's gotten a little bit better with that. I think they're tra- they they're still in training, don't you, Jody? Like the older they oh. get, they still have to be trained. Like it is. Otherwise, they would just float off into I don't know space. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I remember when I met Frank. So we were older. You know, we had both been married, and you know, we've been together for nine years. And but I remember when I met him, he's like, I might be an old dog, but I can learn new tricks. And I thought. Uh, oh, that's impressive. It was impressive, but it's not really true. <laughs> it's like, dude, there there are no new tricks here, okay? Like, <laughs> I have to tell you things a hundred times and you don't hear me. And uh, you're probably losing your hearing a little bit. If you ever heard this, he would be so upset. But um, I that's the other thing I, I'm nervous about is maybe losing my hearing. After being around people who have lost their hearing, like my parents, <laughs> I will be getting, I don't care. I'm getting them the minute I can't hear. <laughs> Me too. It's so frustrating to be yelling at someone. I know. I know. Yeah. I tell I tell Frank now, I am not going to repeat myself. And, he, and then he'll say right away, what, what, what was that? And he'll think it's really funny. <laughs> like, it's not funny. I think, uh, I think that. He, can he really not hear or is he just not listening? I don't know. I think yeah. it's, he's not listening. I think because sometimes I'll be up all the way on the third floor talking to my daughter and I'll be like, what are you talking about? I, I, or he'll comment on what I'm saying. I'm like, see, you can hear, you're just full of, you're full of crap. You, you can hear me. So, um, as we end this conversation, I've loved every single minute of it. What are there any tips that you could give? I know I'm putting you on the spot, a tip or two that you can give younger people on, on the best way to age. I think to realize that because that you can that you're going to go through insecure times. You just are all by yourself and that you can really only rely on yourself to get out of those and to to feel good about yourself. No one can make you feel good and no one can make you feel bad unless you let them. So and and even if you're with people who love you all the time, you're still just going to go through an insecure time. It's just kind of how life ebbs and flows for me anyway. And that like, I have to get myself out of it. And that, that comes and goes, even when my kids were young and when they went to college and then, you know, off and on through the years, and then it's popped up a lot lately. So I, and I think you have to do that by yourself. You just have to go through that by yourself and figure out who you are and what you're going to stand for and, and, and say it to yourself in a kind way. It's okay that I'm going through this. You know, I'm a good person. I love myself. I care for people, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Right. And you think that's corny, but sometimes if you're not hearing it from somebody else or they don't know you're going through a hard time, you have to say it to yourself. With love. With love. Yeah. That's great advice because sometimes we get into relationships, whether they're with friends or with a significant other, and that sort of defines us a little bit. I know it did in when I was first married and defined me and I didn't know how to rely on myself in so many ways. And I had to learn as I was raising my daughters. And I think that's great advice that you, at the end of the day, you have only yourself to rely on. Yes. Mom and dad are going to be there for you. Um, but 
That's really, really good advice. And that leads me to something else that I wanted to ask you. So we're not finished yet, Kim. Confidence. So with that said, when I was younger, I didn't have as much confidence as I do now. I still lack some confidence sometimes, but for the most part, I would consider myself a pretty confident person. Do you think confidence is something that needs to come with age? Uh, I think if it doesn't come with age, it's going to be a tough life. Like you're going to have a lot of self-doubt and that's got to be daunting all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the confidence comes from life experiences. Like putting yourself out there. Right. Life experiences and actually learning from them. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the people who go through the things and never learn and still just kind of think it's everything's like, oh, it's against me or whatever. And you want to go, no, it's your choices. Some people don't ever see that they've gone through anything to grow on it. I mean, everything that you go through is for a reason. So that's how you get confident is, you know, I survived going through that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can use those life experiences to fall back on. I still encounter people that are in, in our age group that lack confidence. And I want to, I want to ask them deeper questions like, well, what didn't you work on? What do you need to work on? Because I think there's something lacking in there. They might have skipped a step. Oh yeah, but, but I don't. I think a lot of people also become more as we grow confident as we get older. In certain situations, we may la- lack the confidence in other places. And I think that's to your point of, you know, give yourself grace, love yourself, know that's what you're going through, and learn from it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of hard to do sometimes when we're older and we have this experience because we know what it's like already to have lost that confidence. Does that make any sense? Yes. And then then do you sometimes go, why am I going through this again? Right. Yeah. Right. It's, what happened to me? Like, why? how did I change? But I was going to say that that too. At, when you get to our age, you go, yeah, I, that our, my friendships have changed. They're all the same friends kind of, but the way that things go changes too. And that yeah. kind of puts you in a new place. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So yeah. how hard do you have to work when you go back home to um, develop those relationships again? Probably, I mean, probably not too hard, but yeah, you have to let them know really you're interested. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and People travel a lot at our age too, if they're not doing anything else. So they're, so you just kind of have to, or they're working. If they're not working, they're traveling. It's one of those two things. Right. You kind of have to work around that, but um, there's always those people you just pick back up right where you left off. Absolutely. And um, we could talk forever. The the socializing. Okay. One more point, one more point before we sign off the socializing. Uh It's Lexi and I talked about it on a previous episode about how important friendships are mm-hmm. as we get older, not just at our age, but throughout life, you have friendships. It's a very, again, going back to the cognitive skills as well, being social, being out there, taking a shower, getting dressed, throwing on some makeup and putting yourself out there to be sociable. I see there's a woman in town, she's like 80 and she's out all the time, having a good time. And I'm like, I want to be like that when I'm uh-huh. 80 you know, laughing, flirting with other men. It's just, it's crazy. But I want, I want to have that, that vigor in my life. And I think, um, me too. That sounds awesome. I know, I know. So, um, 
it's, it's easy to go. I don't want to get dressed and go out. I like, do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want to put on makeup. I don't want to take a shower, blow out my hair, then put on the makeup. He's like, oh, but it, once I'm out, and I was never like that. So I think that's changed for me as I've gotten older. I'm uh-huh. like, eh. You're like, let's just, let's, when I'm going to come over and watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, listen, I will let you go. I appreciate okay. your time. I um, do it, Jody. It's been fun. This was so much fun. We have to do this more often. And so where can our listeners find you again? So on Instagram and TikTok, it's at content Kim with K for content and then mother knows best on both platforms. Okay. And we could expect to see you mixing drinks and your newest fashion. I love all the fashion stuff. Love it. I love the cocktails and, um, and we love Joe. So, uh, what are you doing for your 60th, by the way? Do you have anything planned? No. I mean, we're just going to do a little quick trip to Hudson Valley while we're up here, but then I'll have to come back and kind of pack stuff up. And then, um, no, Alex. Oh, for my 60th. That was my anniversary for my 60th. No, we're not sure yet. Okay. Okay. Well, happy early birthday. I'm sure I'll be talking to you before that. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us for the old podcast. We will see you next week. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And you could check Kim out at Content Kim with a K and Mother Knows Best. And you can find me at Jody Harrison Bauer and at the old podcast on all social platforms. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Old Show with Jody Harrison Bauer and her daughter Lexi. We hope today's episode has helped you understand that being old is just another chapter to live through. Another chapter worth embracing because each day we get older, and that is a privilege. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on all social media platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer and at The Old Podcast.